Welcome to the show. Goodbye, Mark. No, what am I saying? <laughs> what this? <laughs> it's nothing. <laughs> really, it's uh, it's nothing. It. <laughs> it's just uh. It's just vocal minority with Nick and Steve. We're about ready to get this bitch started. We are. It's really going to happen. Yeah, it's time. We need to do it to save the world. I don't know if we're ready. I don't think I can do it. I'm about to get real angry. We need to start the show. I put all my faith in your offering. Give me a countdown, please. You heard him, Samuel. Do it now. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. We found the groove. Have a good time. Make sure your seatbelts are fastened. Okay, you little bastards. The time has come. The moment we've all been waiting for. It's the vocal minority with Nick and Steve Alaprusky. Let's go. Yeah, let's get to it, gentlemen. The vocal minority with Nick and Steve Alaprusky. Another exciting episode is forthcoming. Yeah, I know all of those guys you just mentioned. You know them all well, right? Actually, probably better than I should know all of you. Hey, dude, have I, have I ever seen you naked? That's a question I wondered, you know? I can't imagine the scenario. We're together. We've never made sweet love together. So, yeah. no. Not, nothing at like the beach or anything like that? I don't think so. I mean, uh, you know, I thought back to like some of my friends that like I went to high school with and stuff. And like I've seen most of their dicks and like seen them naked on some <laughs> level, you know. But uh, I just realized like my closest friends here, I've never seen you guys naked. I'm okay with it, but I'm just realizing it. So. <laughs> Where is this coming from? Is it my comparisons of myself to Ryan Reynolds of late? Because I oh, may, maybe subconsciously. I don't know. Interesting. Did you get a tattoo on your lower back or something? No, <laughs> I just think I look awesome like Ryan Reynolds. That's the oh, one. okay. Right. I was telling Nick, I'm still struggling gaining weight, but uh, I'm looking good. So screw it. Like, you know. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, speaking of, has a uh, Dave Matthews band fire dancer tattoo on him. He does. Which, yeah. Isn't that something? But. I've always, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to offend anyone who has one, but I've always thought it's a little, mm, you know, like a, a Jack, Jack Tripper, you know. I, I was, I was talking like the light and the loafers. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hold, hold on. A Dave Matthews tattoo in general on a guy or that specific one? Specific. I just, you know what? I, the fire dancer is kind of like his logo. Yeah. And I don't even know how I'd explain the fire dancer to you, but it's basically like the uh, silhouette of a woman that's like in kind of a ballet pe- pose. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. I just oh. have never liked them on guys for some reason. I don't know if it's a, a misogynistic thing for me. I don't know, but no, it's I- just never been my thing. I just looked at it and ab- I'm absolutely with you. There's no reason for a man to have that tattoo in his body, <laughs> none whatsoever. Is there any male artist that a guy can have tattooed? Is that the thing, or Dave? You're just protective of? Uh, no, I. You know what? You want to do some Dave lyrics. You want to do uh, some of his artwork, or even a, an album name. I'm cool with it. It's just that particular piece of artwork that I think looks yeah. very feminine. I guess it you does. know. It, it, okay. it absolutely it absolutely does. Let's right. go with it. Uh, you can go with us. We are the vocal minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski, and we are on the World Wide Web. It's a phenomenon for crying out loud. It's a phenomenon. 
It is. Uh, the vocal minority.net and all the social medias, including Reddit. And I will say we got our first congratulations from YouTube. Uh, we hit 6,000 views on a video, but apparently when you trigger 5,000, you get some YouTube like, hey, look at you. Nice job. Sir. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like Weight Watchers, dude. When you're down the first 10 pounds, they give you a little medal that says like, way to go, champ. Exactly. Uh, Facebook, I told you guys, I had to uh, verify my identity because we started reaching so many people and we were yeah. doing political content. Right. Yeah. They actually mailed me something, like physically mailed me something that I had to like sign <laughs> and physically mail back to them to prove I was a real person. So. Wow. <laughs> well, it's well, good. You know, good to get a little attention, dude. Come on. But there, there, there's a lot of disinformation out there. Mm. A lot of it. We, oh yeah, seen, which makes me seen, wonder why are they not verifying these other people? Because I seem to have had to jump through hoops, but I see all sorts of other garbage. That, well, the question is: is once they verify you, do they just leave you alone? So they, if they, yeah, you know, you screw up too bad, they know who they're in bed with. You know, I think so. They've left us alone. We've pissed off a lot of people. So yeah, yeah. so far. Did you so see, far. by the way, that I I jumped in on some of the the comments on the uh, the, the the Kelsey video? Oh, okay. No, honestly, I went and poked at everyone, and then I saw a bunch of new comments. And I was like, I'm just walking away because the view stopped. And, you know, so I didn't realize. Oh, you were, yeah. I may have to uh, make a uh, redact something and say that I was wrong with something. Um, uh, what's Travis Kelsey's brother's name? Jason. Jason. Yeah. People are upset with Nick. Uh, you know what? And it forced me. Well, uh, you know what? I kind of opened my mouth based purely off him having his shirt off and like being sure. a jackass. Yes. Which I, was I don't a douchebag move. Total douchebag move. Yes. Uh, somebody on our comments tagged uh, his podcast and said, like, you guys are so wrong. You know, you're idiots or whatever. And then they tagged his podcast. Yeah. So right. I clicked on the podcast. And yeah, you're right, Bruce. I was like, that's fantastic, dude, that, you know, uh, we could use some of the <laughs> listeners from your podcast if they'd the have us. Yeah. But uh, he seems like a good dude. I mean, he seems to do a lot for charity, and he actually comes across as uh, like a pretty nice guy that you'd want to know. And again, I don't know a whole bunch about him, but seems like an all right guy. Well, I must have to listen to this podcast because that was the theme of those comments. Everyone's got a man yeah. crush on this guy. Everyone was so hurt. How dare well, you yeah. make fun of Jason? <laughs> he seems like a big teddy bear, dude. I mean, yeah. he yeah. comes across yeah. that way. But yeah, his everyone loves him. But that wasn't our point. The point was avoid the guy at a sporting event that's screaming exactly. with his shirt off. And everyone said he's a father. I would bet he would tell his kids the same thing about any drunk guy with no shirt on in a sporting yeah. event. Why well, well, do a 360 or a 180 and, you know, don't do a 360. You'll just end up staying, but do a 180 and get on out. His jersey is the number one purchase for women in all of the NFL. Oh, now that his brother's taken, everyone's going after him. Huh? Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> maybe he's a cheater. They see him like the ultimate catch. It's I didn't little... mean to accuse him of being a cheater, by the way. He doesn't play for the Patriots. I mean... <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Bruce. Sorry, sorry. Hey, listen, listen. You know, as long, as Bobby the Brain Heenan always said, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some logic to that for sure. Uh, good old Bobby the Brain Heenan reference. Let's get into it, shall we, boys? This is Need to Know News. 
News you need to know. I need to know! He needs to know, and he needs to know now. Before we meet, there's some news you need to know about. I need to know, I need to know now. Needed to know. Need to know. I need some news. I need some news. The news needs to come from me. The news has come. Best news I've heard all day. Okay, everybody, time to shut up and listen. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. News, 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 news. I'm circumcised. I got my son circumcised. I'm not religious. Steve has spent so much time in the bush. Steve Harness. You <laughs> <laughs> better hope we stay good friends because there are so many lawsuits going on this show. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. Well, I appreciate your hard work on the radio. On the uh, What do we call this? This is on the podcast, I podcast guess, on the computer. Radio. All right. All right. News. Uh, first of all, there's a point to this article, but let me ask you guys just in general, are you up on the Apple Vision Pro and do you have any thoughts on it? Do you even know what it is? I do. Yes. Have you watched any of these videos now that this thing is out? So this is Apple's, they're calling it a virtual reality headset, but yeah. it's more of an augmented reality thing. I've got yeah. a variety of opinions, both good and bad on it. Have you seen the videos? Uh, I've seen, I've seen, two, I'll tell you what I've seen. Two different videos on it. One guy is sitting in his downstairs of his house and he's got stuff like, uh, he's got a game going and he's got stuff pulled up all around him. And he, you know, it's just like it's covering the room. Yes, then I saw another guy that is, uh, walking across the crosswalk. And he's using it. He's got big goggles on and he's using it and he stops and he's like swiping in the air. I think that's kind of crazy, dude. Come on. <laughs> that's yeah. a death Bruce, wish right there. Yeah. Bruce, have you seen any of these like actual first person videos of what that thing looks like? No, I've only read the, the, the news accounts of it and then in the cost and, and, and that sort of thing. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a first generation of a new, new tech product. Yeah. I don't know that I want to get in on the first generation. That they haven't worked out the bugs on and, and what does it cost three grand i believe it's like thirty five hundred dollars yeah true no it's not cheap here's the thing um you know google tried doing the google glasses which was basically sure. an augmented reality where you can see certain things on your glasses and but the apple thing like most apple products i mean they've really taken the whole software interface to a whole new level i mean it's very user friendly it works on your eyes and yeah you can touch stuff in the air and you're touching keyboards and stuff and uh, you know what Nick was talking about, like one of the demo videos, like you can go around your house, your apartment, and you can pin things. These glasses are not like virtual reality. You know how we see these videos of people running into walls because the yes. that's on? That is not what this is because you see everything in real time through the goggles. Yeah, so, like you're not going to trip over something if you're walking closer to the TV or whatever that right. you have on your wall. You know, yeah, there are some games where you can do that version where it's all immersive, but the actual just standard version is you see everything around you. But yeah, you can pin things like around your house, so you can put up a giant TV on one wall. You can have your you know social media over here. I saw a video where a guy's got a thing pinned over a stove of like a how to cook channel. So when right. he goes in his kitchen, it's there. Like. On one level, it's the classic Apple interface of it's so it's so beautiful and user friendly and you can do texting and you can do typing on this virtual keyboard. Now, I find it completely impractical to just wear it all time and be wandering around the city as some people are doing. Yeah. Because, yeah, because you can see it in real time. But but yeah, so there's something really intriguing about it. Uh, Nick, I know you're not an Iron Man fan, but it's essentially the Iron Man technology come to real life. 
where Iron Man wears this helmet that's right up on his face, but yes. it's a virtual world inside where he can have stuff all over and he can throw screens up in the corner and drag stuff around. I mean, that's really what this product has done. So on one level, I'm really impressed on the the technology and the fact that they're taking augmented reality to a, to a whole new level. I, you know what the, uh, my other concern with it is I'm not saying I won't use it. I mean, uh, I like brewski. I mean, it's an Apple product. I'm not going with version 1.0, you know, like I'm going to wait a couple of years, but, uh, how much do we need to be worried about all this, um, all these frequencies coming into our head. I mean, if we're wearing that all the time, like we haven't had it long enough to realize is it going to be like an asbestos? Are we going to get brain cancer? Are we going to get tumors? Stuff like that. You know, what does it do to your vision to have a screen two inches in front of your face that tricks your eyes into thinking there's depth and stuff, but there's only not. Totally true, dude. Uh, you know, uh, optometrist, uh, ophthalmologist, they're already saying that, uh, this new addiction to like TikTok and stuff like that has us watching videos from about two and a half feet away and our eyes are getting so used to focusing on a close screen like this and watching stuff that people's vision is changing and going bad like there more people are needing glasses now didn't your parents always used to tell you don't sit too close to the tv true oh yeah absolutely yeah thought it was a wives tale dude um they basically are like ski goggles now i can see down the line they've got to get rid of the bulky awkwardness like if they could put that into glasses Yes, that augmented reality around you, then that's a product I may actually invest in. But walking around, I mean, I've seen the videos of people walking around New York and stuff with these goggles on and you look obviously ridiculous and like you're in some dystopian future. What if if they were like rec specs? Would you wear those? Potentially. I mean, if they could look somewhat (laughs) normal-ish, yes. But, you know, right now you're clearly wearing these weird goggles. Yeah. Uh, you know what, why, uh, we are uh, getting closer or further and further from reality or uh, what we now see as reality Yeah, yeah. are these personal connections with like nature, you know, walking barefoot in the grass. Yeah. This is changing the world in so many ways that it's dangerous really to see where we're going to go. Yeah. Now my son, who's 14 and tech savvy and all that, he's like, why would I want that? Like, it's my phone, but it's smacked to my face. Like, everything that's on your phone is what the goggles do. So my even my son's like, well, I don't get the point. Like, why would you strap a phone to your face? Well, the guy who was like, you know, had all the things pinned all over his house. Yeah. Like, he had the, uh, yeah, I think he was watching a basketball game. And it's in 4K. I mean, it's yeah. a brilliant picture. Uh, but it looked to me like it was a long distance away. Like, it was, it almost appeared as if was across the room so it didn't look right up on you you know you can do whatever you want with it you can pin it to a wall you can put it up close you can lay on your back and put it on the ceiling but part of me was thinking like (laughs) all right if i wanted to spend that much money on a giant tv it's gonna cost a few grand like i can maybe see wearing these apple goggle things when you're sitting on your couch at home because then you could have a movie screen sized you know video wall in front of you and then everyone's got to have a pair you can only watch tv alone at that point Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I guess I'm alone so much. <laughs> I, I thought about that. <laughs> you know what, though? I will tell you this, though. I was yeah. at a store I don't like to normally um, frequent recently. Sears and Roebuck. No, no, I wish. I missed Sears so much. Uh, no, Walmart. <laughs> I was at a Walmart, mm-hmm. and I saw a Samsung 
65 inch tel- television, so a big television, it was like $425. I, I got a TV at Walmart a few years ago. It's 65 or 60 something inches. And yeah, it was only like 400 bucks. Now it is not 4K HD. Um, ah, it's it's HD and that. all that. I was going to say, I don't know that I really care about it, but yeah. yeah. I mean, this Apple thing is, you know, definitely a, a notch above that, but is it that much better? I don't know. Right. <laughs> yeah. But speaking well, it, of watching things on virtual reality, do you want to know what the uh, big complaint coming out right now about these uh, Apple goggles are? No Can't porn. access porn. Or- that is absolutely right. The Apple wow. Vision Pro, the massive tech company's foray into the VR headset space uh, that hit stores recently is very expensive and it does not support any VR pornography that is out there on the interwebs right now. Boo! 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 <laughs> I didn't even realize this was uh, such a big thing. Uh, but it says the one thing you cannot do with Apple Vision Pro is watch VR porn, and fans are uh, pissed off and not happy about it. They actually have a flashlight, I believe, that actually you, when you, it, it doesn't just, like, it doesn't just vibrate or anything like that. But it actually moves up and down. So you can lay back watching VR porn other ways and mm. not even have to touch yourself. And this thing will jack you off and, and wow. you're just doing nothing, just what? laying back. That is the future of a lot of that, whether it's a, <laughs> uh, the, the real bot or whatever, or yeah, things like that. And by the way, I mean, porn is a lot of tech experts say that porn is what has advanced the Internet. That that yeah. technology mm-hmm. has driven because that's the majority of traffic on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> so true. No matter what Mike Johnson says, right, right, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I wasn't aware VR porn was even uh, such a big deal out there. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a few Reddit forums right now that are trying to figure out how to hack these things so you can. Do it. <laughs> but apparently, this is an Apple thing. Uh, there's a quote here: the late Steve Jobs said in 2020 that those who want porn apps on their iPhone should go buy an Android. Yeah. What the hell? Why are we anti-porn Apple? I mean, that's the world together. Yeah, it's that's interesting. I mean, is it corrupting our children? uh, You know, to see the kind of porn we see, people aren't going to stop watching it. You just don't want to be an advocate of it. Is that it? What's the problem? It's not hurting anybody. Doesn't. I I agree. I would actually argue it's probably helping people. You know, I I think it was on Loveline a few years ago. They were talking about, I mean, many years ago, I guess, the old radio show. Uh, But they were talking about, you know, someone said the people that go to brothels are pathetic. You know, the losers. And and Dr. Drew brought up the point of, you know, you're being a little arrogant to think that everyone can just go get laid. And some guys, you know, Mm. they want to have sex. And if they want to pay for it because they're not very attractive or good at flirting or they're introverted or whatever. No strings attached even, you know. Right. Like, don't look down your nose at someone who wants to go pay to have sex with a hooker. I would argue the same thing with virtual sex, that if that's what they want to do and that's what makes them happy, like, you know, don't look down your nose at them. Apple. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I mean, it's the theme of pretty woman for crying out loud. But you it's know? Not even just, right. I got the dough, but you can basically go and get really hot chicks and you don't yeah. have to go to a bar and buy dinner and buy drinks. You don't have to buy dinner for somebody. You go someplace. You pay for your time. You get everything done. You need to get yeah. done. It's a visceral experience. And then you move on back to your busy life. I agree. And yeah. um, I would argue that you may be in a relationship where the uh, your partner doesn't like a certain sexual act or you've wanted to be with an Asian woman or something. So yeah. that would give you that outlet to not be out cheating or whatever it is because now your virtual headset can do it. So 
I guess my point is, um, you know, is it, it, that's not cheating. Uh, if we have virtual sex, no, it's masturbation. Well, yeah. But, uh, my question is, is like, uh, would it be, uh, cheating to have sex with a clone? I don't know. Again, I don't know where your notion comes from. The clones aren't humans. Um, you know, they are. So if I was banging a clone of Jennifer Aniston, then yeah, that'd be cheating. Well, maybe they're maybe they're human, but they're less than. Okay, I mean, clones are less than. Okay, <laughs> a thousand years from now, someone will listen back to this audio. Come they were so prejudiced back then. Well, yeah. I didn't think you know two thirds of a human. <laughs> but yeah, if there was a virtual Jennifer Aniston fleshlight program, hell yeah, I'd give it a try. Yeah, so I'm all for it. But apparently, if you want to do this with your fancy new Apple product, you're gonna to have to wait for someone to figure out how to hack this thing. Yeah, it's not happening so, now, but. Someone will get to it. In case anybody doesn't know, God calls it an abomination. Yes. It's an abomination. Right. It's an abomination. Yes. This is Need to Know News. You what? So that means I want to try it. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. You're just aggro against God now. Like if it's against (laughs) God, you're all into it. It's the Billie Eilish philosophy of all the good girls go to hell. Same for the guys. Like anything worth doing is going to put you in hell. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, well, hell would that. probably be more fun than heaven. <laughs> yeah, heaven, you could have anything you want, dude. Come on. Yeah, heaven is your that. version of heaven. Your version of heaven is heaven. So, well, I mean. So once I get to heaven, I can then be debacles and debauchery and do all the crazy things. Theory is you won't want to. Uh, well, that's no heaven. <laughs> can, can, we, can we please get Brian Adams on the phone? Maybe <laughs> Janie Lane, who actually is deceased, and get an idea of, you know. <laughs> about heaven can we that was almost heaven dude it wasn't quite the full heaven okay no 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 no. brian adams had heaven almost you're all that i want (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly anyone speaking of brian adams uh and great musicians uh did anyone you've ever said that expression in your life it is probably be the last uh (laughs) did anyone watch the grammys last night no, I don't believe in crappy fake award shows. I mean, uh, I'll follow the outcomes and whatnot, but I, I was telling my son that this morning that I really have a strong objection to judging art. So, no, subjective. I don't watch the Oscars, the well, Grammys, any of that stuff. Uh, it seems to me over the years, uh, and especially like the last few years, it's become more of a... Uh, Oh, it's become more of an event to just spout off your opinions and oh, yeah. have a platform for, you know, social injustice, maybe, or something or other, you know, accepting speeches. Is that what you're talking about? Like, yeah, stuff like that. So a couple of things happened that are worth talking about. Uh, do you know who uh, 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 Phoebe Bridgers is? No, I know who nope. Phoebe Buffet is. Yeah, Smelly Cat was her number one hit, right? Yes, it was. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers, uh, she's an artist. This is her. It's kind of artist she is. Soft, light, that kind of stuff. Uh, she won big time at the Grammys last night. Um, what did she win? I think she won four. I think she won four Grammys last night. So she did pretty well. Uh she uh, got backstage and they were doing like a post acceptance speech, you know, interviews, stuff like that. Uh, I thought this is what Phoebe Bridgers had to say, which is interesting. I have something to say about women. <laughs> um, the ex-president of the Recording Academy, Neil Portnow, said that if women want to be nominated and win Grammys, that they should step up. 
he's also being accused of uh, sexual violence. So, uh, and to him, I'd like to say, I know you're not dead yet, but when you are, rot and piss. Wow, wow. rot and piss. Wow. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, a little disdained for uh, the uh, ex-president, but that's what uh, I, I mean. Maybe a lot of people are starting to feel like you are uh, about maybe we shouldn't be judging art in the first place. But if we do, like, let's really judge it not as a popularity contest, but as, you know, best musicians, best song, that kind of stuff. You know, still can't do that, though. What's the best musician? How is how is one artist better than the other? Uh, I guess you would have to base it off uh, albums sold or downloads. You know, okay. who's most well, I popular, I guess, is w- what the category should be. Well, the Billboard Awards then would be the only one worth watching because that's what those are based on. Yes. Yeah. Uh, then we get to uh, Killer Mike. Do we know who Killer Mike is? Yeah. Uh, a rap hip hop producer, right? No, he's a rapper and a producer. He does both, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, active too. I've seen him on MS- NBC before. And, and he's, actually, he's actually started very late in life. Like in his forties, he started. He started doing this. Yes, uh, and he is. Uh, he won last night, and uh, it was pretty interesting. He's become somewhat of a, a political activist for social injustice, uh, police brutality, and he's a hell of a educated guy and a really good speaker i mean like you said you've seen him on msnbc before uh he's traveled the country more in the last four years talking to people than he has you know been working on music but he's still writing good stuff and uh he was noticed last night at the grammys after he was noticed uh this happened killer mike won three grammys tonight including best rap album and then this happened. This video from Chris Gardner of The Hollywood Reporter shows the rapper being escorted out of Crypto.com Arena by LAPD officers. Police say Killer Mike, whose name is Michael Render, was handcuffed and arrested after a physical altercation. He was booked at LAPD's Central Division for misdemeanor battery. And then he was released. But uh, this is interesting, dude, because apparently what went down is they were rushing him or he was rushing off stage after he accepted an award. And there was an overzealous security guard that didn't want to let him pass. So he kind of shoulder blocked him as he <laughs> went past him. And a security guard calls the cops and huh. uh, they arrested him, wow. which is absolutely nuts. Right. Wow. Uh, yeah. Bill Smith should be lucky that that security guard wasn't working the night he uh, slapped Chris Rock because no Will kidding. Smith should have been arrested what? or at least thrown out that night. But this what? sounds yes. like that they went way the other way. Yeah, exactly. And Chris Rock wasn't a bitch and, and called called the cops to, <laughs> to arrest uh, Will Smith, you know? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But wow. So he shoulder bumped a dude and he got arrested for it, huh? And apparently, I mean, the security guard, I mean, if he if this security guard called the cops, you can imagine what kind of Karen he is. But um, completely overzealous, you know, wanted, you know, those security guards who got something to prove. Little man complex. Yes. Yeah. So apparently, uh, yeah, that's uh, what happened with Killer Mike. He's been released. He's out. Uh, it's funny. We'll uh, surely he's already come out and spoken a little bit, but he hasn't really gotten into it. I just wonder if it would have happened if it was a white guy. I, I, I do wonder. You no, know. if Michael Buble or Barry Manilow had done that to the security guard. Right. I, yes. I, oh, no. I told Rachel last night, I suppose to, uh, you know, an old white person that, you know, it doesn't help. His name is Killer Mike, but. 
uh, you know, I, it's a I can't. Stage name. It's a stage name is right. And I can't help but wonder, you know, would it have happened, like you said, if it was Barry Manilow? I don't think it would have. It's entirely possible that this God is just being a bitch. Yep. Uh, Final thing that happened last night is Jay-Z got up to uh, accept uh, uh, what they call, uh, you know, it's kind of like a lifetime achievement award, that type of thing. Um, Bruce gets excited. He's jerking off all of a sudden. (laughs) He's got really horny all of a sudden. You're not a Jay-Z fan. No, I'm not. But, you know, I'm not. I've got issues, so you know it's fine. It sounded his whole speech was all about sour grapes. That's what it comes down to. He's pissed off that his old lady didn't win album of the year. This is and what then, I'm saying. It's all arbitrary bullshit. So don't take any of it so seriously, Jay Z. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you want to hear his speech? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, so, like Bruski said, he is uh, he is upset about uh, the fact that his wife didn't win anything. But it appears to be more than that, as far as just his wife. But that was what it was centered around. I don't want to embarrass this young lady, but she has more Grammys than everyone, and never won album of the year. So even by your own metrics, that doesn't work. Think about that. The most Grammys never won album of the year. That doesn't work. Some of you going to go home tonight and feel like you've been robbed. Some of you may get robbed. Some of you don't belong in the category. Oh, no, 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 that. no, when I get nervous, I tell the truth. But outside of that, um, just in life, you got to keep showing up. Just keep showing up. Forget the Grammys. You got to keep showing up. Until, you, until they give you all those accolades you feel you deserve. Until they call you chairman. Until they call you a genius. Until they call you the greatest of all time. You feel me? I feel him. No. The only thing he said I agree with is forget the Grammys. Yeah, no, forget the Grammys. But I think what he's saying is like, uh, you know, forget the Grammys and keep going. Like, just keep doing your thing. And then... Of course, people, people are going to realize nothing, you, but they mean so artist. much to everybody in this, especially in this younger generation. Think about all the people who care. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, dude, is one of the most jacked up organizations I've ever seen with who's in and who's hasn't even been nominated before. Yeah. It's crazy. That's so I'm saying, yes. Yeah. So, all, yeah, there's no metric. There's no baseline here. There is no way to have one when you're judging art. So, yeah, you know, did someone get shafted? It's completely arbitrary. Just yeah. be lucky that that's what you do for a fucking living, all of you people. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, if you, especially if you're making a living, because most uh, there's brilliant musicians who are uh, sitting on the street corner, you know, with a, a guitar case open. You know? Of course. And by the way, if you have any songwriters behind you, I don't want to hear you saying a goddamn word on that stage or any other one. Like, if you're a true songwriter, you wrote that song, then okay, go get your award. But so many artists nowadays have multiple songwriters actually oh, yeah. writing the hit for them. Which is why they, a lot a lot of them, they, they may sell a lot of albums, but they don't make a lot of money. They, they have to make the money on tour. Nick, am I hurting your feelings on this? I feel like you're defending the Grammys and I'm upsetting you. No, not at all. No, no. Uh, I always, uh, I always, I never watch it live, but I'll go through and see some things for sure. But yeah, I, no, I feel close to the same way you feel about it. Um, uh, one final thing that happened at the Grammys that shows you sort of how trivial it is is, uh, you know, Taylor Swift obviously uh, won last night. Yeah, uh, one big, by the way, and. I got a breaking news alert from NBC News during the Grammys. Taylor Swift announces new album 
And I'm just like, wow, that is how fucking famous she is, that she now qualifies as newsworthy, because I've never seen a breaking news alert for any artist announcing a new album. Dude, it was crazy. So it's been two years since a new album has come out from Taylor Swift. She makes this announcement at the Grammys last night, and there's like a workup to it. And she's like, uh, I am here to announce that I. You know, like, uh, we'll be announcing a new album and they pan out to the audience. And some of the biggest artists that you've ever seen are just like jaw dropped and like it's silent in the room. Like God has just said, I'm coming back. uh, It was crazy, dude. That's how my Uh, teenager reacted. So, yeah, even more funny. Well, yeah, I think it's funny. I thought it was ridiculous, but, uh, you know, uh, Celine Dion has some sort of, um, uh, autoimmune disease where all of her muscles are always tight yeah. and it's an uncomfortable thing. They had her come to the Grammys and be the one that gives the Grammy to Taylor Swift. Okay. They thought it would be like an iconic person, Celine Dion, giving a new, you know, passing the torch kind of thing. Taylor Swift was so excited when she got up there and was like looking around and just kind of like put her hand out to the right to grab the award. Didn't even look at Celine Dion. And Celine Dion, I guess, was butthurt that she traveled so hard to get there for this moment. And Taylor Swift not only didn't look at her, but didn't say anything. And I was like, uh, Everyone was so pissed off that I've been reading about. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Like, she was having a moment up there. She didn't see who she, you know, was getting the award from. I don't even recognize Celine Dion anymore. Right. Isn't isn't this just a a good thing that that she could walk out on that stage at the Grammys? Considering how many people she performs in front of and has performed in front of, and she does that on a nightly basis, but she gets to the Grammys. And she's walking out on stage and she's so struck by the moment that yeah. she's just like, wow. I yes. mean, you know what I mean? That, that, that's just the young person who is in, in a, in a excitable moment. And she's yeah. like, I can't believe I'm here. That's why I was so pissed off, Brisky. You described it perfectly because that's exactly what I thought. And I was like, why aren't we so quick to ridicule and just say like, why didn't you write? She was so excited and in the moment that she didn't even see this icon, Celine Dion. They met backstage, you know, like everything worked out. They took a picture like, you know, it's all good. But, yeah, you have to crush the moment for sure. No, I don't think she did on a purpose by any means. She was caught up in the moment. So, but, uh, yeah, Celine Dion, she has a disorder where every muscle in her body is tighter. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's uh, her muscles spasm constantly. Tighten up, loosen, tighten, loosen. Uh, autoimmune disease. So, uh, not the muscle that you want, dude. I see the way you're looking at me, and I don't even want you to say it. Okay. <laughs> what? Well, yes. I don't know where you were thinking I was going with that. <laughs> oh, God is damn, that dude. Can I inject somebody with that? I mean, no, I don't think so, dude. That is awful. I knew I could just see your little fucking drool coming out of your mouth, dude. You are an I'm animal. Just saying there's worse things that a woman could have uh, to have every muscle be tighter wow i don't know dude <laughs> this is need to know news hold on hold on news no, you no, need to know yet. you're not <laughs> not done yet oh uh, i have one last taylor swift i actually have my own news article about this but i just like it's the same thing so let me just lump it in here real quick okay 
Um, the New York Post and Brewski, the New York Post, right? They're like insanely conservative, correct? No, op- uh, uh, yes, they actually. It's the Daily News that's liberal. The Post right. is conservative, yes. So the the <laughs> the Post did an editorial, and I'll just summarize it for you here. They Please. basically are ridiculing Taylor Swift for not thanking Travis Kelsey during her acceptance speech. She only had the nerve to thank her producers <laughs> and co-writers and people in the music industry, not her boyfriend of four fucking months. Dude, yes, four fucking months. And that you guys are bitching about the fact that she's bringing him up and he's bringing her up. Like, you don't even like that two people... Two harmless people have apparently fallen in love. And for some reason, this is all such a bad thing to you. And now you're pissed because she doesn't bring him up. Like, what are you talking about? Again, like the killer Mike thing. Like, did you ridicule every male artist for not thanking their girlfriend of four months for helping to write the album or something? I mean, that's preposterous. It would be like Travis Kelsey if they win the Super Bowl thanking Taylor Swift for some reason. What does she have to do with his career? Well, you know what it is, is that they're all pissed off that that she didn't feed the circus. She wasn't throwing peanuts to the monkeys is, is what it is, because they all love the circus that is that surrounds that particular relationship. Yeah. Peanuts! Get your roasted peanuts here. Twenty seconds. We always, well, you know, it, feed. It, it, like the killer Mike thing. It's overtly sexist to criticize her for not thinking her boyfriend. I mean, if they've been married for years and he was there during the writing problem, no, four fucking months, <laughs> please. Oh yeah. Since we're on this topic, uh, yeah. what is this deal that uh, conservatives think that Taylor Swift is a cyborg or or a what? A psyop. It's a psyop. I was they, just going to ask you about that because, yes, the mega world is freaking out over Taylor Swift. And I explained this to my son the other day that the reason is they know what's about to happen. Taylor Swift has become more popular now than she was four years ago when she endorsed Joe Biden. And she got uh, two years ago, she got two million people to register to vote just by yeah. telling people they are scared shitless that she will and she will endorse joe biden at some point in this year and probably encourage her swifties to go out and register to vote and a lot of them will either be 18 or over these last four years have gotten into their 20s so yeah they see the problem coming that she can help sway the election so they're trying to discredit her and they're coming off as just uh, conspiracy theory, paranoid freaks trying to make up some garbage about the Super Bowl being rigged so they can have this moment to endorse Joe Biden on the field. Like, and, and she's a, uh, what, what am I, am I correct in assuming that they think like she's a government made thing? She's not a no. human being. No, no, no. That's not a, a psychological operation. What it means is that you use somebody to actually control other people. So in other, you're, she's the tool. She's a, they're not saying she's not a real person. They're saying that she's a, an agent of the government. That's how bad things have. That's how bad things have got with the uh, conspiracy theories with uh, the right. right. Is that I'm questioning whether do they think she's a robot? No, <laughs> like, uh, the Pentagon made a sense. robot. That no. would make more sense to think she's a robot. But, I mean. No, but and the thing about it is, is they know that their voting block is dying off. Yeah, they're, they're dying off. And, and yes, there are still some younger conservatives that, that are that are coming up, but they're few and far between. This is like the Green Day thing I brought up a couple episodes ago. They don't like when the cool kids are not on their side. And yeah. they're seeing that with Taylor Swift, the coolest kid on the planet right now, will come out and endorse Joe Biden at some point. And they see that coming and they're freaking the fuck out. But, but Steve, coming off is. 
Don't, don't they don't they have the, an army of their own that they're about to deploy against her? Oh yeah, no, they've already announced it, dude. I yeah. mean, you should be shaking in your booties, dude. Now, I mean, who, yeah. who, who who could that possibly be? Well, I, well, I know Kid Rock is on there, and then uh, <laughs> Ted Nugent. I mean, come on, Ted Nugent. Yes, and uh, he, Ted Nugent recently, uh, as far as in the last two weeks, played like a rally type thing, dude. He. I, I've never liked Ted Nugent, even as a musician, but I mean, he is really shitting the bed. I mean, talk about like a weird cognitive decline of well, he's just he's an idiot, dude. Well, you do know how he got out of serving in Vietnam, don't you? He, uh, he didn't shower for a week and he shit and pissed himself all week long and smeared it all over his body. And when he went in for for his army physical, um, they actually classified him as like. For F and all that sort of thing, because they said that he had some sort of mental disorder because he had feces and everything all over himself right. to get out of serving in Vietnam. Yeah, I thought he just had cat scratch fever. I thought that's what. He <laughs> Dude, who are these people? I mean, it's funny that the most conservative patriots, you know, supposedly just got out of serving. No Vietnam, you know, like gosh, you're rubbing poop and pee all over your body. Oh, Nugent Trump. I'm sure Kid Rock did multiple tours abroad, right? It's sure. Dick, Dick Cheney got four deferments to, to keep him out of out of Korea, I believe it was. Korea? Oh. I thought it was like the Civil War or something. He was just, <laughs> 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 Well, John McCain, I mean, I like people who don't get caught, you know. Right. So. Yeah, no, the Taylor Swift thing is just insanity. So. All righty then. You done? Now I'm done. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. It's time for another brewski. This one is a crazy brewski. Gentlemen, we keep hearing all the time about wasted food, a food being wasted every single year and the crime that it is. Yes, sir. Well, I'm here to tell you about another crop that is about to be wasted. And um, it is just as much of a crime. Mm. Okay. New York cannabis farmers may have to throw away 250,000 pounds of product due to retour store bottleneck. I just started uh, getting egg on myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll uh, dispose of it. <laughs> read, read the headline one more time for the people in the back. New York cannabis farmers may have to throw away 250,000 pounds of product due to retail store bottleneck. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Just like what a lot of restaurants and grocery stores do when they have that issue, they should be donating it to those less fortunate to let them consume it. So, yes, yeah. I'm sure there'll be a line around the uh, state if they start giving <laughs> away 250,000 pounds. What yeah. is it? Did they say what the hell the retail bottleneck is? What? Well, so it says here three years after New York approved recreational cannabis for adults 21 and older, the rollout of the Empire State's legal cannabis program has created a bottleneck of product with limited options to get it to market. New wow. York State has only opened 50 legal stores. 50? Yeah, the supply yeah, is outpacing the demand in the retail space, basically. Yeah. yeah. Yet state legal cannabis farmers grew enough product this past summer and fall to supply up to 1,500 stores. That's insane. I wonder why only 50 stores, dude. I mean, uh, when it became legal in Washington State, uh, I can't tell you how fast places popped well, up. When I lived in Massachusetts and we, we voted for legal weed, it took over two years before the first shop opened because they had to create a cannabis control commission. And then there's all these other rules. That's why there are only 50 shops. 
Yeah. Right. In California, we had a similar problem where it was legal statewide, but every city or district or county was allowed to make their own rules as to how many permits they were going to issue, how long it took to. Because for here in Tahoe, we had one pot shop for like several years. And then they finally allowed like three more permits to be granted. And all these companies were fighting for them. Hmm. I was asking Nikki, quick question. Uh, and maybe, and Steve, you don't really smoke flour. So I, I, I don't know if this. This, this, uh, well, I haven't quit it altogether, but you go oh ahead. no, no, but, but you, you you do other things. So, I'm still an um, informed opinion on the topic. But yeah. Go so, <laughs> so what's the price difference between like when you used to go to your dealer versus what you're going to get at a pot shop? Like, is it? Can you say it's like fifteen dollars more, twenty dollars more? Like, what's what's the actual price difference? Uh, so, if I go back to like when I was in high school and I had to pay more for weed because it was harder to get. Uh, but, you even, know, but even in, in your 20s, when when you when you knew people and it yeah. wasn't all that difficult. To, I don't know. It's probably, uh, you know, uh, it's probably fifteen dollars a gram higher. See, now I've noticed in California, it's it's exactly the same. Back on the black market, I used to pay anywhere from 30 to 60, maybe even 70 bucks for like real high quality stuff. And that's what it is around here. For well. how much? For an eighth. Okay. And it, I think it's because the black market is still out there. So you're still competing with that. So if you're, if you're selling eighths for a hundred bucks and you can go buy it, you know, from the guy in the van for 40 bucks, no one's going to the legalized pot shops. No. So they're, I think they're smart enough, at least in California, to not outpace the black market too much. The, uh, from what I'm seeing, dude, I mean, uh, I, I go into legalized weed shops still just because I don't have a dealer anymore that's, you know, selling weed, but, most of the people that I see going into the pot shop is, you know, like people my age, parents that want to smoke weed, stuff like that, because they'll look and now you can look at a package like you would aspirin and know how much to take and how much of this is in it. You know, you have all this information that, you know, from your dealer, it's in a sandwich bag. And, uh, you know, so. People are people are going. People are buying. The pot shops are constantly busy in our state, and they're on every. You know, it seems like uh, they're a mile and a half spread out. Every mile and a half, you'll see a pot shop. Yeah, I've noticed when I go to Nevada because it's right next door. There are a ton of pot shops in every oh, yeah. city, so their regulations must be easier. Because still here in California, it's uh, it's not that it's not that widespread. They're they're pretty spread around. I get quite a few Uber passengers who I pick up. I drive to the to the weed shop. Yeah. They have it as a stop. They go in, they get what they want, they come out, get back in, and I drop them back off at their house. Right. Yeah. That's I bet. a regular that's a regular ride for me. I bet. When I was in Vegas, maybe two years ago at this point, um, you know, we landed and asked the the Uber driver, like, hey man, we want to get some pot. Can you take us to this one shop? And he told us, like, I can, but I'll tell you what, man, if I take you to this other shop, I actually get like 20 bucks for every draw, every passenger I take there. So would you be okay um, if I took you there instead? Do you get anything smart. like that? And is that legal? Is that against Uber rules? Because I watched them. They came out and paid the, you know, handed the guy 20. It's, as far as I know, Uber doesn't, doesn't say that's against any sort of rules or anything like that because you're not doing anything illegal. Right. Because um, okay. you're not bringing them to, you know, get to score you know, Coke or anything right, like that. Right. Dude, you well, should go to a pot shop and, and, and tell them like, I get a lot of fares to go to weed shops. Like yeah. I'll bring them here. If you give me a 20, you know, like uh, start making some money off it. 
Uh, on a related topic, real quick, I'll just throw this in here. A group of 12 Senate Democrats on Monday urged the Biden administration to remove marijuana from the list of harmful drugs outlawed by the federal government. In other words, they wanted to classify it entirely because it's been as a, a scheduled. Under- yeah. Right. It's been Schedule 1, and there's been this push to get it declassified down a few notches. Now a bunch of Democrats are correctly saying, like, it shouldn't even be on the list at all. Yes. Exactly. Right. This is Need to Know News. News you need to know. Hello, Americans. This is Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. Okay. Uh, Nick and I are big Saturday Night Live fans. Bruce Gear, are you watching currently? I know you've watched over the course of your life, but are you up on um, the current seasons? Not, not currently. I ha- I haven't seen any of the, the, the new seasons. Okay. Uh, so uh, Nikki Haley, I, I'm sure you heard about this. She made a little cameo on last Saturday night's you know SNL. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I, my first reaction when I saw her on there was, I fucking hate that you are mainstreaming her and giving her this platform making her seem cool by being on snl and i was i was irritated by it at first um what what was your initial reaction nick when you saw it uh did you feel anything like that like why is she even on this show maybe for just a smidge of a second but i thought once the the bit was complete i thought the the writing wasn't that great, first of all, uh, in my opinion, on the bit. They could have done so much more with it. But I felt like they kind of tried to make her look st- as stupid as she is, but use her at the same time just to be like, you know, look who we got, you dipshits. You know, like, we can do this. So, yeah, uh, I thought it was a good uh, move on SNL's uh, part to have her on there as a, for a cameo. Yeah, I didn't like that they gave her a chance to renege on her uh, Civil War gaffe and make a little joke out of it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, Brewski, what was your initial thought when you heard about that? Is that good that they had her on or bad? I'm not, I don't mind it as much. So yeah. I, I'll tell you, like Bowen Yang, the uh, the Asian actor now on there, he he made a subtle jab online that he wasn't really happy that they had her on. Uh-huh. I, saw, I saw some Republican politician on the news this morning saying that I can't support Nikki Haley because she was on SNL, but I'm uh-huh. supporting Trump. With a complete lack of understanding that Trump's been on SNL multiple times, yes, hosting the show, he shit his pants on SNL. So, like, he's he's in the club, dude. If you know what I mean, right? And Pete Davidson did a great interview where apparently Trump couldn't read, you know, at the table read. Like he was, Pete Davidson said he had the vocabulary and reading skills of a fifth grader. Yeah, but, not surprising. No, not at all. But then I started to realize, like, I think they really did that just to screw with Trump. Because Nikki Haley's got no chance of winning. But that must have driven him crazy. That's the way I took it. I mean, you know, they had Trump down, uh, Trump in quotes, down on the stage, like having banter with her. That's why I thought they did it, was to get at his goat, you know? Yeah. No, if she had a legitimate shot at winning, I would say, like, don't mainstream her. Don't give her that platform. But, yeah, I think they really were just fucking with Trump because the cool kid factor again, like his competitors now on SNL, that must have just driven him crazy. Completely. For that reason, I would have her, like, host for the rest of the season or something. (laughs) It's not going to help her. But anything that drives Trump crazy, I think, is actually pretty brilliant because SNL does lean to the left, as most artistic types do. And they tend to speak for the greater pop culture and most of us are against trump so that's why they tend to lean that way but yeah my initial reaction was why would you put her on but then i realized like i think they're just screwing with trump so kudos to you for doing that 
Yeah, and it was quick. It was quick, you know. So, yeah, I I think they uh, did the right thing. Yeah, but SNL has been off this season. I'm wondering what their writers are up to because almost every episode, it's just not been what it used to be. I mean, Weekend Update is still, but those guys write their own jokes on that. And that is, I mean, that's the highlight of the show now. I mean, it's always been a highlight, but now it's the highlight, you know. Is it still Michael Shea and um, Colin Jost? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Weekend Update is its own little thing. And the reason they put it so far into the show is they know that that's what a lot of people watch for. So they want to pull you through. It's always the first musical bit. I got something to say about Trump real quickly before we end our podcast here. And I just want to know what you guys think about his uh, latest tweet this weekend. I mean, do you know what I'm talking about when I say his infamous t- uh, tweet this or X this weekend? I no, no. no. All right. Well, let me. Oh, maybe this will help here. Uh, <laughs> I'll see if I can help you through it. He posted a picture, okay, of himself mixed with somebody else. Oh, I did see this. Okay. <laughs> He posted a 50-50 split picture, right-hand side him, left-hand side Elvis, and then uh, had this to say about it. This is exactly what uh, um, the text of the tweet was, okay? For so many years, people have been saying that Elvis and I look alike. Now this pic has been going all over the place. What do you think? First of all, the pick hasn't been going on. You posted it, dude. You're the only one who posted it. I was going to say, I haven't seen it. So. No, and then other people started posting it to mock you and ridicule you because you look nothing like Elvis. Maybe the fat, almost dead, sweaty Elvis. Right, the overweight drug addict Elvis. You might have maybe some similarities the, with it. When Elvis was dead, maybe. <laughs> right? Yes, yes. If dead Elvis was an Oompa Loompa, you know, bright orange, maybe, maybe. <laughs> it's funny that you say that because I saw somebody was like, uh, you know, this is, this is, they had that picture up and they were like, this is broken. And then they had the Oompa Loompa half face with Trump and they were like, I fixed it because he looks so much more like the Oompa Loompa than Elvis. I mean, what a narcissist. What is he? I mean, he is really crazy. Well, I mean, he seems to have tied up the polls nationally against Biden, which I just I don't understand what's going on. So many people now are poking at the cognitive test he did, saying the same thing we said, like bullshit. You took another test and bullshit. These things were on it. Uh, You know, math, uh, bullshit. You didn't do it. No, no. Uh, so taking lying to a comical level and i don't understand why so many people don't uh either see it or hold it against them I, it's just a weird reality we're living in well we'll see where it goes dude hopefully uh when the swifties are out and about uh you know these uh polls will pull ahead for biden yeah the only thing i keep holding on to is the the we keep seeing that about 30 percent of republicans say they could not possibly vote for somebody who's a convicted felon so that reality hasn't caught up yet. So I'm assuming by November he'll be a convicted felon. So I think well, enough of his base will erode that somehow we'll squeak out a win, which is yeah. preposterous. Well, did, did I did see today that that uh, the the court finally ruled that he is not immune from prosecution. That's yes. right. To the which I, court, though. So now we got to wait for the Supremes to weigh in. But but to to which I don't I, know what Diana I, Ross is up to now. <laughs> Thank you. It's a Motown joke, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. It took you three effing weeks to figure this out? 
What took so long? Right. No kidding. No. The only thing I could think of is that they are trying to diligently cross their T's and dot their I's because they don't want anything appealed. Uh, and they, you know, uh, I know I feel the same way. Hopefully I hope the Supreme all. Court doesn't even agree to take it up because it's such a ridiculous notion. Of course, you don't have blanket immunity. I mean, but no, going to do it. Freaking do it already. No private citizen, Donald Trump, like yeah. you, you freaking idiot. Although part of me wants them to stretch this out because now I'm worried if we declare Trump ineligible too soon, somebody else is going to step in and Nikki Haley will defeat Joe Biden or Chris Christie or whoever. So maybe we yeah. want to stretch this into like late summer and then declare him ineligible. Well, or, but I don't I don't think, though, that that the, the GOP wants anybody else other than Trump. That's yeah. that's where the money that's where the money's coming from. If a, a genie in a bottle came to you right now and said, look. I will remove Trump from eligibility if I can make Chris Christie president. If you're willing to accept Chris Christie no. as president, if I make Trump out and he could never be president again, would you take four years of Chris Christie? It's tough. I mean, I've told myself that if that reality does happen, that if Trump is not eligible and someone else runs, that that would certainly be better than Trump winning. But um, uh, yeah, just to guarantee it. Sure thing. I think I almost (laughs) would have to say yes, based on some of these pollings that I'm like, we cannot possibly have this moron win again. So, yeah, I think I'll take that hit. I think I will. Brewski, no. No, because I'll tell you right now that Christie for everything he's he's coming out about against Trump, yeah. he's gonna do everything the GOP wants him to do, and I get it. He's the he's the devil you know versus the devil you don't. He he is a, a classic Republican. He's gonna still go after abortion. He's still gonna go go give big tax breaks. But he's not gonna be a dictator, and that's not it, but, worth it to you. But I don't I don't think that I don't think that Trump's gonna beat Biden. I do, I just don't I don't oh. think it's going to happen. Yeah, I really don't. But it it appears theoretically possible right now. So what about you, Nick? Will you take that bet? I'd take it. Yeah, just for the possibility. I I think, you know, I think we're screwed if he gets into office again. So I would take it for I'd take a four year hit for a sure thing. I don't know. My mom would certainly appreciate you doing that, though. She's so worried. So I bet, dude. Yeah. Some of these moms are really worried. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That's some need to know news for y'all. Need to know news. You are tuned in, turned on, and turned up with the vocal minority with Nick and Steve Olabruski. Thank you for joining us today, you bastards. Uh, see our webpage. What is it, Stephen? Thevocalminority.net and every social media platform worth being on, we're on. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, Brewski. Please uh, bid us adieu. Bid you adieu. <laughs> oh, good. All right. And we say bye-bye. Test one, two. Test one, two. Stop.